Well, if you've been following the news at all, I've been watching uh, news on the riots and just the condition of uh, a growing number of our cities under the influence of the various riots and, and unrest and, and just uh, wickedly violent uh, and, and hateful kind of activity. Um, you may have noticed last night, uh, after the convention, the RNC wrapped up last night, and uh, there were a few examples of, uh, of, of people just making their way home uh, who were just uh, accosted by, uh, I don't want to say assaulted, because they weren't struck per se in a couple of these instances, and a couple of them they were apparently, but at the very least accosted by rioters who were just filled with hate uh, at people who were attending the, um, the, you know, the, the, the convention there where the president spoke. And, and accepted the nomination and such, and um, and regardless of you know what party you're part of or what your you know how you feel about the president and that kind of thing, that's not really my intention per se to really get into that. But just to point out the just the incredible violence, uh, an elderly couple making their way home, being uh, again just accosted by rioters who were uh, giving them the finger and cursing them out and yelling at them, and and they're just trying to make their way home. Uh, another couple making their way back to the, their apartment were just surrounded by uh, rioters who were yelling at them and just intimidating them and all of this kind of thing. And uh, Rand Paul, actually, a senator, was um, um, uh, had a police escort, and one of the cops there was assaulted by one of these rioters as he was, as they were helping Rand Paul get where he was going. And I just you know the just the intensity of the hatred that has really become characteristic of so much of this violence was really on display last night. And I noticed uh, in my Twitter feed as I was kind of reading some of the stories and, and uh, following up a little bit on some of that, how uh, a couple of the commentators, a couple of the folks posting, news people, uh, were posting about it. And a couple of them made the comment about how it just seems like some of these people are possessed. And, uh, and I couldn't help thinking that, yeah, I mean, this isn't just people disagreeing with each other, which is something that you know, our, 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 our way of living here in the United States has, has always been permitted. It's been encouraged. It's been the, the foundation for so much of what we've come to enjoy uh, based on the idea that we have free speech and can talk about things and not have to worry about being violently assaulted because we have a different opinion or view than somebody else. But uh, even that now has, been, has become so, uh, uh, has been responded to with such hate well, that, that goes beyond just disagreeing. That goes beyond just having different opinions on things. There is a hatred at the heart of some of this that, frankly, I would tend to agree with some of these commentators. I'd almost have to agree that there's something demonic behind that. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's as though raw humanity has been sort of unleashed in, in, uh, in our day. And, uh, and what started with uh, what truly was a heinous crime, the killing of George Floyd under the knee of a, of a police officer, that was a legitimate thing that should have outraged everybody. But it's one thing to be outraged and to want to see change, but it's another thing to take to the streets and destroy and, and, to, and to bring harm to people and to destroy businesses and wreck livelihoods and go after people that had nothing to do with anything uh, with this and just to use this as an excuse to destroy. Well, again, my, my intention is not to go on a rant about this kind of thing, but rather just to point to something, that it's becoming more and more apparent that we are, if, if not right in the midst of, we're certainly moving into that time that Jesus spoke about, a time when the conditions were going to reflect those of the time back in the day of Noah before God brought judgment upon the world in that time. Now, we know in the New Testament that God's going to bring judgment again. It won't be through a flood, 
Uh, it'll be through other means and ultimately it'll establish his kingdom. But the times that we're living in are definitely uh, fitting the description of how that was, um, how that looked back then. And it's important for us as believers to recognize this because we're not living in a time that we can close our eyes to and pretend that, sorry guys, dogs are out with me, but we're not living in a time that we can ignore what's going on and act as though this is just uh, a phase that will pass by. Uh, I'm not speaking prophetically. I don't claim to have uh, any particular insight into how this will all play out. But I, I, don't, I don't really know that the normal ebb and flow of events that sort of rise up and come down and get crazy and then calm down again, I, I, I have to, I, I'm kind of wondering if this isn't going to just continue to increase. Uh, I don't think it matters who's going to win the White House in this regard. I think that this, con this continued increase of hatred and, 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 uh, and not allowing people to have a different opinion without considering hate, considering it hate, um, this kind of treatment of our fellow man. Uh, I, in ways, I wonder if we haven't passed fail-safe in that regard, and we're just going to see it, continue to see it continue to uh, increase and, and just go on and on and on. And if so, as believers, we need to recognize that. We need to understand the times in which we're living. Jesus didn't talk about the things that he talked about regarding the end days so that we could sort of turn a blind eye to them. But rather, he told, them, told these things to his followers so that it would be recognized when it happened. And I think we're living in days that we have to acknowledge are becoming, again, as we said earlier, uh, becoming much more and more every day uh, uh, indicative of those kinds of conditions that he spoke about. So how do we respond to this as believers? What do we do? Well, I think we hunker down. We understand that uh, the times we're living in are going to require us to take a different mindset about, the, about, the, uh, about living in these days. That living in days like this are going to require of us um, a much greater sense of our purpose in this world. There's never been a more important time for the gospel to be brought to the fore. There's never been a, a more important time for us to recognize that there's only so much time left to make sure that the gospel goes forth. That's our call, to go out and make disciples of the nations, uh, teaching them to observe the things that Jesus said, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, and by disciple, that means teaching people to walk with him, to know him and to know him well, and to walk in his ways, uh, to live a life that's committed to him, uh, to know that being saved by grace uh, finds in its expression a life that is given over to the gospel, that is expressed through a genuine love for the Lord and a desire to see his name made known. Um, and that means making it known to the world outside who needs to hear about him, needs to recognize that apart from him there's no hope, but in the gospel there is hope. That apart from him there's no salvation, but in his name there is salvation. That there is such a thing as grace and forgiveness and right relationship with God and that that then impacts the way that we ultimately demonstrate grace and forgiveness and love to others around us. And so on the one hand, we need to be mindful of what's going on around us and to recognize that even though we're in this world, we're not of it. Uh, we've said this many times before, but our mission here in the world around us is uh, not one of, of 
uh, of blending in and, and just sort of being part of what's going on around us in some casual conforming kind of way, but rather we're here uh, on a rescue mission that we're throwing out the lifeline of the good news to help people realize that there is a life beyond this one that is ultimately what we were created for and where we're ultimately making our way toward. And where we spend that eternity is going to depend entirely on whether or not we know Christ. And so politics is important, and as believers we should get engaged in this. We should vote, we should run for offices, we should play a part, we should speak out with the freedoms that we have and all of this, but we should remember above all these things that our real home is somewhere else, that our citizenship is in heaven, and we're here as ambassadors, again, on a rescue mission with a message of peace, but it's based on, uh, it's based on the concept of surrender, that we're not going to continue to uh, fight against God and fight uh, uh, against Him and, 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 and such, but rather we're going to surrender to Him and let Him have our hearts and our lives. As believers, this should be just standard fare, but this is also part and parcel of the message that we bring to the world around us. What's the answer to the violence and the hatred? Jesus and the love that He brings, the forgiveness, the compassion, the ability to, um, uh, to love your fellow man, even loving your enemies and such. Uh, he's at the heart of the answer He's at the heart of the gospel. He's at the heart of the life of the believer. And it becomes more important as the days grow darker that we show that light of the love of Christ and we bring the gospel, the good news, to the world around us. Uh, the world is filled with such hate. And again, I, I fear that it's going to continue to grow that way, that it's not going to lighten up, that it's not going to, there's not going to be an ebb and flow anymore. It's just going to ultimately continue to increase uh, in the days to come. Um, and on the one hand, that means that things are going to get dark and become difficult. But on the other hand, that means we're all the closer to seeing the Lord when he comes for us. And so in the time we have left, let me suggest that we ask ourselves where we're at. Is our commitment to Christ sure? Are we devoted to him not just in terms of our salvation, but are we available to him for the purposes that he may have for you and I in the days in which we live? The truth of the matter is, just like Esther back in her day, you and I are here for such a time as this. And what we do at those days can matter for eternity. We can bring God glory through the things that we do. We can ultimately bring, as we bring the good news to people, we can ultimately glorify him by helping people to come to faith in Christ, to leave behind this world system that ultimately is doomed to collapse and failure and ultimately being overthrown as Jesus sets up his own kingdom one day in the days coming. Matter of fact, how often have we prayed this? Even people who are nominal about faith but have ever prayed the Our Father have said the words, uh, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, as we mentioned previously in other podcasts, think of the magnitude of that prayer. We're asking him to come and establish his kingdom, to set up a kingdom of righteousness in his life here in this world for all who are there to see. Well, that day's going to come. And between now and then, you and I as believers have a mission to bring the good news to people around us, that they would come to faith, come to walk with Jesus, come to know him, and ultimately be saved. And so, God help us to recognize the times in which we live, not to bury our heads in the sand, not to think that this is just another thing that's going to come and go with uh, an election or someone else in the White House or something like this. And God forbid, as Christians, we put all our hope in Donald Trump. I mean, I pray for the president. I think he's done amazing things for us that I would fully, wholeheartedly agree with. But salvation and, and, and peace ultimately is never going to come from the White House, no matter who's in office. It's ultimately going to come when the Prince of Peace comes. And we're on a mission, ultimately, to help prepare people for the time when he does. And so that said, God help us again to be mindful of the days in which we live, to be available to him and his service, 
until he comes and either takes us home or we go to see him one way or the other. But God is good, and we're looking forward to seeing him. We pray that he uses us between now and then. Father, we thank you for your grace and your goodness. And in a world filled with hate, uh, in a world where people are just hating on each other with such intensity, help us as your children to respond to that by demonstrating the light of your love and grace. Father, that's going to require you to give us the ability and the strength to be able to do these things because, Father, in our flesh, we want to respond in kind. We want to hate back. We want to be angry. We want to be frustrated. and We want to lash out. But as your children, we have a new nature. We have the ability to respond differently. And some of that comes from the knowledge that we belong to someone else, to something else, to somewhere else as citizens of heaven, as children of the King, as ambassadors of Christ. And so help us, Father, to live up to these things, that we be a testimony and a witness and a light to those around us. The days are growing short. Help us to make them count for eternity. The Lord, we live each day in the knowledge that it could be our last. We could come see you any moment. And so help us to make the time that we have matter for eternity. We love you, Lord. We praise you. We bless you. We pray for those who specifically come to mind as we think on these things. Use us in their lives to be a witness, to maybe share the good word. And Father, just to be used by you. Be glorified and may your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name.